This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. You gotta fight for your right to I know what you're thinking. Is that audio from a vintage Beastie Boys concert? <laughs> it must be. So tight. Mm, nope. It's us, Taz and Jim. We were on stage Friday night. Jim had his fundraiser as he uh, gets ready to get in the boxing ring with the fight to end homelessness mm-hmm. in a couple months. And uh, we got to thank our friends Bob Noxious, who headlined, and Brad Gibbs All-Star Band, who opened up. And Jim, you did not just do that song with the Brad Gibb All-Star Band. You did another Beasties cover. Mm-hmm. Now, the audio is always a little rougher when it's a cell phone in the crowd, but it sounded fantastic. This was great. And then uh, you also did a Rage Against the Machine cover. I, I didn't film that one. Okay, yeah. But Sleep it, now in the fire. Is it the was one we did. spot on. Really? Yeah. Thanks. Like you should maybe start a Rage Against the Machine cover band. <laughs> well, that's very generous, but it's barely people are like, wow, you can sing. I'm like, it's not really yeah. singing. I wouldn't call it. It's more a high pitched. Give away our secret. Yeah, yeah. We pick the talking songs. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, you know my strength. <laughs> Talking in a high-pitched, nasally voice. Yeah, yeah. I can get those ones going. Yeah, you know, it was excellent. Mm-hmm. And, and the crowd was eaten out of your hand. You, you did a great job yeah. up on stage. Well, thanks to everybody who showed up, because everybody's in a mood to party and very generous, and we you know, auctioned off some items, too, and everybody was buying raffle tickets, so thanks, everybody. Yeah, raised some cash for a great cause. Uh, and if there was any question that people are in your corner for this fight before Friday, not anymore. The crowd was totally behind you, Jim. <laughs> I talked to this guy, total beauty. <laughs> you ready for the, uh, You may have met this guy at some point in the night. He okay. seemed like he was your biggest fan. Well, our our biggest fan. Just a, just a ball of positivity. Listen. Taz and Jim Kelly. Best talk show, best radio station, best everything in Ontario. 100% guaranteed. Matt Ludwig guaranteed. Wow, the Matt Ludwig guarantee goes a long way. That is like primo certification, Taz. I promise. I promise. Now, Matt, we got to say thank you to you for coming out and supporting Jim and his fight to end homelessness. Thanks, buddy. Anytime. We love Jim. We love Taz. Anything for you guys. We love Mark. When he f***ing comes oh, on buddy. the Can I swear on it? Yeah. When he comes on the show, you'll bleep me out? Yeah. When he comes on the show, you guys, you guys have changed so many lives you don't even know. You guys are the best. Now, I up Jim Kelly from a physicality standpoint. Oh, without a doubt, Taz. Without a doubt. You should be. You think he's going to knock some sucker out in the ring? I will back Jim, but if Jim goes down, I'm coming in. Is that another guarantee? <laughs> Matt Ludwig guarantee. Thank you, boys. Keep on keeping on. 
We were standing at the bar there, myself and Mark LaBelle from our sister station, Fresh Radio, who you know is the biggest WWE super fan in the world. We have him on on the Taz and Jim show all the time. Mm-hmm. And Matt Ludwig couldn't be more excited to wow. meet everyone. I know. What a beauty. I met that guy, too. He was he was full of energy, and he asked me to give a shout-out to a, a couple who are about to get married, Josh and Emma. So I promised him I would do that. This guy was all over us all night. Yeah. He must have been. Absolute beauty, though. And I like that he says if I get knocked out, he's going to get in there on my behalf. WWE style, Yeah, right? I'll tag him in. Well, you'll be unconscious, but he'll come. Well, he'll tag my hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll hear, you'll hear the song. Yeah. You know. Oh, it's Ludwig's music. That's a, somebody's getting certified. <laughs> That's his finisher. Certification. certification. <laughs> the Matt Ludwig guarantee. <laughs> Whoopoo. 100% guarantee. Matt Ludwig guarantee. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. We do need to apologize to NHL superstar Drew Doughty. <laughs> Well, you need to apologize, wow, Jim. I don't know if apologies. It's a bit much, well, but listen, things happen. Drew's been a friend of the show. Yeah, he, yeah. We've built a relationship with the guy, and I feel like you ruined it. Years of nah. work that we've put in, you ruined in seconds on the golf course Friday. Um, so I had picked up a ball. We teed off on on one of the holes. I had picked up a ball. Um, Jim went ahead with his partner, Ryan, who was a great guy as well. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ryan. And you guys, your cart was gone. But I noticed that there, the group behind us, there was someone looking for a ball. So I went back. I'm like, oh, did I pick up someone's ball? And I'm like, uh, hey, Drew. It was Drew Doughty. He's like, oh, hey, Taz. Did you see a ball around here? I said, yeah. I think I picked it up. And I gave it to him. He goes, oh, that's not my ball. I'm like, oh, sorry, man. I don't know. I don't know where your ball is then. So we get up to the green. <laughs> Jim is standing over a putt. And I said, hey, that was uh, Drew Doughty back there. I said, hi. And Jim's like, oh, I think I might be playing his ball. I found this ball. It's got a number eight on it. <laughs> I said, well, do you think it might be his ball? Or it's a hundred percent true. Well, it's ball. his ball. But when you when you play when you hit your ball your drive and you know where it is and you didn't see anybody else. For, he was on another <laughs> hole and he hit his ball on our hole. That's his bad. You stay on your own damn fairway, Drew Doughty. Sorry. And then, I, so I thought I knew where my ball was, so I just went up. Saw the ball, hit it. Was in hit the it. general area yeah. that Drew's ball was in. Well, that my he hit his ball in my general area, not the other <laughs> way around. So I'm not thinking I should be checking this ball super closely because yeah. that's where my ball landed. Now I don't know, I don't know where my ball actually landed, but I guess a few feet away, and I didn't see it. Yeah. But yeah, when or I after I hit the ball, he can't, comes up. He's like, "Have you seen a ball here?" I was like, "No." Nope. Because then he was kind of far away, and I was like, man, that guy looked like Drew Doughty. <laughs> and, then I, and then I go to get my second shot, or my third shot at that point, and I look down, and there is a giant number eight, and I say, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we left it in the hole for yeah. him, so he got his ball back, and I hope his friends didn't uh, give him a penalty stroke for that hole, because he didn't lose the ball, we stole it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope... I hope he didn't even realize what was going on at all. I hope he just came up to that hole later and thought he, I don't thought know, jarred, jarred one it, from yeah. yeah, like 150 out or something. <laughs> He's like, oh, I still got it. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Whoops. Fun time, though, on the golf course Friday. And if you're getting out there today, perfect day for it with 25 degrees and sunshine. Just don't steal any any professional athletes' golf I left balls. you behind. You gave it back. 
I'll give you the maybe. I was going to take it. Maybe take he it. will talk to us again because we gave the ball. You wanted it to, as a souvenir. I did. And I said, leave it. It's not your ball. So if anybody can afford more golf balls, it's <laughs> Drew Doughty. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Talking earlier in the show about our big Friday night, did a fundraiser. Jim is uh, fighting. He's getting in the boxing ring with the fight to end homelessness in a couple months. And he's going to be boxing. But in the meantime, he's raising money for the cause. And we had a, a concert with Bob Noxious and the Brad Gibb All-Star Band on Friday night where Jim and I got up and performed. There we are with the Brad Gibb All-Star Band. One member of the band was missing, though, and we've got to uh, wish a speedy recovery to Jared, who is the lead guitarist for the band. He's also like the guy be- behind the Heart Attack Kids. If you haven't heard them, they're an amazing band. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. That's so cool. So we show up Friday, and we were told Jared isn't there, and we asked why, and... Apparently, he had an accident where, and this is not something you want to do when you're a guitarist, he sliced open his hand with a knife, mm-hmm. went to the emergency room, was there for hours, had to get stitches in the palm of his hand. <laughs> now, apparently, the first thing they asked him when he showed them the injury at the emergency room was, avocado or hamburger? <laughs> That's how common it is. Because we've talked about avocado injuries, getting that pit yeah. out. The, the avocado hand is a yeah, yeah. is a thing that is on the rise because of the popularity of avocados. Sure, people slice them in in their hand. They slip, you know. They come off that pit hard, yeah. and they they cut into their hand. Now, Jared wasn't eating an avocado. Trying to separate frozen hamburgers, which is what causes hamburger hand. By the way, I've been there, but I usually use a butter knife to get at right. them. So, but sometimes all the butter knives are in the active washing uh, the dishwasher, dishwasher. Yeah. and you can't get them out. But well, then you you go you need to go cutting board. Never try to separate the burgers in the palm of your hand. Yeah, this is a public service announcement True. from Taz and Jim. Even if you're outside by the barbecue, and you know you Just only take, have limited tools, take the extra time. Yeah. To go because I've done the, I've done it with the sharp spatula as well. Like it's the, got the serrated edge yeah, on it. Yeah, the barbecue flipper. Yeah, yeah, and that can cut your hand as well. Yeah, it's just not worth the risk. Get a cutting board. Avoid the fate that Jared suffered. <laughs> He's going to be okay. He, he went to the bone, but didn't hit any tendons. Scary man. Apparently, but yeah, like that's his livelihood. That's totally. his passion, and it could have been worse. Hamburger hand. <laughs> It's a real concern. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim saw Justin Trudeau posting about how he really enjoyed the Barbie movie uh, on social media, so he figured he had to go check it out for himself. Mm-hmm. He went to the drive-in I on Saturday. I wore my best pick huggy, pink hu- hoodie, I Your say. best what? Pink hoodie. Pick huggy. Oh, my goodness. I got all pinked up. <laughs> no, I went. Actually, I didn't go to see Barbie. I went to see The Meg, too. But Barbie, was that the double bill? That was the double bill. Barbie and the Meg 2. Unfortunately, Barbie was first, and we fell asleep about 30 minutes into the Meg 2, which 
seems to happen a lot when I go to the drive-in because the second movie starts about midnight. Yeah, it's tough. Stay so, out for that one. Yeah. Did you even get to see The Meg? I, I know uh, in a traditional shark movie, the first half hour is kind of the build-up. It's yeah. where you get to know the characters. So when they eventually get their limbs torn off, you care a little bit about them. Yeah. I didn't see it. I saw like the water bubbling and like, you know, the yeah. the remnants, I guess, or the, you know, something's the down carnage. there. Yeah, yeah. But no, I didn't actually see it. I fell asleep right away. And then we had the dogs with us. And at one point, the dogs got startled by something that happened on the movie and <laughs> stepped on us and woke us up. And we're like, okay, let's go. Let's get out of here. You two are sound asleep. The dogs are terrified <laughs> yeah. with the giant shark that is plunging towards the windshield. Yeah. They're never swimming again. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> How was Barbie? It was decent. It was funny. I, I like basically like what I read, uh Ken stole the whole thing. Ryan Gosling stole the whole movie. It was the that was the best part of it easily. The rest of it was like, okay. The the sets were great and the and the clothes were great too. Yeah. But the plot was kinda I, I expected the plot to be a little more uh not deep, but I, I expected more to happen. Like it right. basically, like they go to the bar. I don't want to any spoilers, but they go to Barbie they start in Barbie Land. Real world. They go to the real world very briefly, and then they come back to Barbie Land, and then it, there's a lot of dancing and stuff like that. So there wasn't much to it, but uh, Ryan Gosling was was the whole movie, basically. Okay, it was very funny. Yeah, you'd um, recommend it. I don't know if I'd recommend it, but it was funny. Uh, that, I don't know. That for you is a glowing. Endorsement because like, you hate, you only... hate every movie you go to. Sarah, your wife, loves every movie yeah, she goes she to. Yeah, she did. She loved Barbie, but like the only funny part was Ken. Really, it was it. He completely stole the show. But I, I will say the sets were like it did look like a Barbie land come to life. It, it really did. So okay, that was good too. So yeah, I give it maybe a seven and a half out of ten. Barbie, not bad. That's pretty good yeah. coming from Jim Kelly. Mm-hmm. He, he's the Meg. The, he, he's I the king. Back. Jim is the king of four and a half fives. No, no, I'm the king. No, I, I'm, I'm six. I always give. You're a six, six guy. Sixes. All right. Yeah. So seven and a half mm-hmm. for Barbie and question mark for the Meg two. TBD. We'll see. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Didn't we have a story a couple weeks ago in in the uh, Taz and Jim listening area about a kid that got out of their crib? And was walking down a busy road. Yeah, there was something along those lines, yeah. Well, it's happened in Wisconsin. Over the past week, a three-year-old woke up from a nap, put the kid's shoes on, and decided to leave the house while his mom and twin sister were both asleep. Oh, boy. And guess where the kid walked to? (laughs) It's always like a place they know. I'm going to say McDonald's or the playground. This little boy woke up put his shoes on, woke up from our nap. I was asleep on the floor. Woke up from our nap, put his shoes on, and walked to McDonald's. Of course. I don't know what time he left the house. I don't know how he left the house. We all were asleep. I was asleep on the floor. We all knocked out. And he woke up and put his shoes on and went to McDonald's. It's not funny, but it's hilarious. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's hilarious. It it's is. it's funny when you find your kid. Safe and sound. Because yes. my daughter's gone out the front door of our house, and thank God uh, one of our neighbors, Christy, came running over and said, is Amelia supposed to be going to the park by herself? (laughs) I said, no. And Christy was like, I could tell by the look on her face. 
she was like had a little skip in her step and she was looking around like she was getting away with like something. Like the world was her oyster. <laughs> exactly. What could I do? I'm free. <laughs> so luckily we don't live uh, too close to the McDonald's. She might have, <laughs> got, might have gone there. Well, it's always scary because there's always vehicles obviously driving th- the, through the drive through yeah. McDonald's, parking, getting in and out. It's uh, not a great place for a three-year-old to be wandering around, that's for sure. Yeah. But they always, they, it's like a dog. Like they know a few spots, and if they get out of the house, they'll <laughs> run back to them. <laughs> yeah, stop buying your kids McDonald's, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, luckily, the, the kid was found safe, and uh, I'm sure the mother is going to be judged by everyone in the neighborhood a little bit, but that's the best of a worst-case scenario. Mm-hmm. If your kid leaves your house while everyone else is asleep. The Taz and Jim Podcast. We were talking to Jason Kloss on Friday's show. He was getting in the water to try and swim across Lake Ontario, raising awareness and funds for mental health. A very formidable cause, an unbelievable feat how did things go? Well, let's ask the man himself. Jason Kloss joins us once again. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. good. How are you feeling? Uh, better now. I mean, it, it was definitely a little rough at uh, 4, 3.30 in the morning on uh, Saturday, but uh, yeah, bouncing back. Okay, yeah, we don't know what happened here. So so tell us, you depart at 8.30 a.m. on Friday. You get in the water. Things you, had already been moved up because of the weather, right? Like yeah. you're going to leave at noon, but you bumped it up to 9, 8.39. You had some concerns about the weather. You're going one arm in front of the other. And uh, how far did you make it into the swim? Yeah, I mean, we started, there was four to eight foot waves for a good part of the first portion of the swim, probably four to five hours is what they, they told me. Um, and yeah, I just beat the body up and we pushed through that, um, made it into the night. The temperature kept dropping, got into about 68 degrees. And at one point they told me, you know, you've got 18 kilometers left. I kept pushing and about two or three hours later, I asked again and they said, uh, I, they said I still had 16 kilometers left. And at that point, it was kind of just uh, um, a little devastating because <laughs> I had been pushing so hard to keep moving forward and continue to push forward till about 13 kilometers away from shore. I was falling asleep. I was, you know, um, sinking in the water. And uh, they said I was moving backwards. The current had picked up so strong that it was pushing me. Oh, man. And, so uh, close, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Like, could yeah, you, yeah. you must have been able, if you, if you took, lifted your head out of the water, you must have been able to see the lights of Toronto. Oh, yeah. You could see Toronto for, for hours at that point. Yeah, absolutely. It was, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was so close and 13 kilometers realistically could have uh, done in, in another few hours. Yeah. But, Just when that yeah. wind picks up, eh? Like, what can you do? It, yeah. The wind and then just the underwater currents and mm-hmm. yeah i was just very disappointed i think i swore at the lake a little bit and uh <laughs> and then they said we well you know we'll pull you out here and i said well no i'll swim to the boat and um so i swam another few hundred meters up to the i was thinking of you boat. man on friday night yeah. when i was getting ready for bed it was uh it was pretty cool outside and uh, we talked to your wife avery as you uh started the swim friday and she let us know that According to like the governing body of marathon swimming, you aren't allowed to wear like a bodysuit or anything. You have to swim in a speedo, correct? 
That that is correct. Yep. That's just cruel. <laughs> is it really that much of a difference? Come on, guys. <laughs> All right, we've just pulled up. We've just pulled up a picture of you when you got out of the water, and you definitely look like you you've seen better days at that point. <laughs> what is going on with your eyes there? Oh, just from the goggles, you okay. know, one being like pushed into my my eyes for for eighteen hours. I was worried you got double pink eye from sw- putting your face in Lake Ontario. <laughs> oh, that is, that's possible too. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, How are you feeling today, rough. though? Like, are you recovered, or is it going to be a long process, or what? I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. I still have some like inflammation on some joints. Like my shoulders are still a little tight and everything like that. But overall, like my body feels feels fine. That's um, how I feel, and I did nothing. Yeah, we golfed 18 <laughs> yeah, holes, and exactly. me and, ba- me and Taz were like, our backs are a little tweaked this morning. I, I did know. nothing even close to swimming across Lake Ontario this weekend, and you probably feel better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but maybe. <laughs> okay, Jason, well, you know, congratulations, man. It's a huge accomplishment, even though you didn't reach the shore. You yeah. uh, did something that most people wouldn't even dream of attempting, and uh, you raise money for for some great causes as well. And mental health is such a big issue right now. Any little bit helps. What was the final tally? What did you raise in terms of cash? Uh, we just broke over fifty five thousand dollars for Cam H Foundation. So nice. yeah, that was a way to yeah, go. Well done. Yeah, That's awesome. Is there going to be another attempt, or is it too early to even think about that? Um, yeah, yeah, undetermined at this point, but, uh, I, I think I still got something left in the tank. Just got to decide what that is. All right. Well, when you decide, give Taz and Jim a call. We'll be here for you. you. Okay, buddy. Awesome. Thanks guys. Appreciate the support. Jason Kloss, Kloss 2 Cross. Uh, the website is Kloss2Cross.com. You can still donate if you want after a, uh, a valiant attempt across Lake Ontario over the weekend. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, you got something for us yeah. here? This is something we talked about, I believe, in the spring of 2023, earlier this year. Uh, it seems these days in Canada, every city has a similar Facebook group called Are We Dating the Same Guy London, Ontario, or are we dating the same guy, Hamilton, or are we dating the same guy, Toronto? Every city has this Facebook group where essentially uh, people who are single and in the dating world can post a picture of a guy that they often suspect is dating multiple women or behaving badly, and people who uh, are part of this Facebook group can... Trash uh, the Yeah, if they know him, they can say, no, he's a good guy, or here's some red flags about this guy because we dated this guy as well. Is Trudeau on there? <laughs> Is that the story? Imagine already. <laughs> I wish. That's not quite it. This is a follow-up to somebody who uh, feels as if they've got burned. A man who feels like they got okay. burned on that. This is from one of our listeners? Yeah, and in the spring, too, it was another listener who also felt he wasn't getting a fair shake and that his, his reputation was being tarnished on this group. So, hey, Jim and Taz, how's it going? You guys did a story about a month ago. It was a little longer than that. About a Facebook group called Are We Dating the Same Guy, London, Ontario? Well, I ended up dating the admin of the group. That's just like the oh random person who runs the, the, the page. You are playing with fire <laughs> if you are dating the person who runs Are We Dating the Same Guy? Yes. London, Ontario. For sure, for many reasons. 
Women in the group will put, will put guys on blast because they matched on Tinder and Bumble. It happened to me and one of my best friends. My friend went on a date with a lady, didn't like her, so he stopped talking to her. Well, four weeks later, he was on the group getting trashed. I will get to the point of my story. The group admin that I was briefly dating is now being sued for $35,000 and has started a GoFundMe. I'm not sure if this is true, but it sounds like it's a possibility. Yeah. And it was a matter of time. Yeah. Well, if you're, if you're dragging people's names through the mud, eventually, libel, slander, somebody's going to get upset. Yeah. It's tough because when we first talked about this story, there are some guys out there, a lot of guys who do need to be put on blast or, you know, you should warn somebody about like if, if my sister was dating a guy who seemed like a nice guy and somebody else knew he wasn't, I would like to know or and she would like to know as well if yeah. this guy has abused people or been a, a jerk in the past. So it the group itself does have a valid reason for existing, but when you can't confirm any of it, like how is it even legal at that point? Well, I, I remember a story, a friend of mine, uh, his now wife, back when she was single, matched with a guy and was communicating with a guy on a dating app who ended up being a murderer. What? He got arrested for murder. She's a big news story years later. She's like, oh my God, I matched with that guy on uh, whether it was plenty of fish Whoa. or whatever. So I, I do agree <laughs> that there are, you know... Situations where this could be useful. The problem is in the world we live in, where everyone just loves dirt, 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 yeah. gossip, <laughs> yeah, unproven <laughs> gossip too. How how is this like? Who is who is fact checking everything that is posted on these Facebook pages? Yeah, well, I think that the page has been disactivated or deactivated. I guess is the word. I can I can find the Are We Dating the Same Guy Toronto page. That still one's going. still going. The London one, I I can't seem to find it unless it's super private. I wonder if all the gals are going to band together and uh, start a legal defense fund for the the admin hmm. as a thank you. Yeah. Thank you for helping us avoid these terrible men. Because maybe they did dodge a bullet or two. Maybe there was some people that that deserve to be put on blast. But again, it's impossible to prove a lot of the time if the behavior they're being accused of is actually true. This makes me want to go sit in the courtroom for this trial <laughs> to hear some of the stuff that was said about these guys and listen to them testify. Yeah, yeah. There's a reality TV show for oh. you. I found the GoFundMe, and there are some anonymous donations. They're up to $614 of the $5,000 goal for legal fees. The group has grown, uh, blah, blah, blah. I was recently served with paperwork to sue me for thirty-five grand from a man that was recently posted. There are a lot of you who had commented, and he can't try and sue every one of you, so he has chosen me to go after. This man and his friend continue to harass me since day one, and because they could not intimidate me that way, they are trying to do it legally. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Interesting. I don't know. <laughs> Again, it's, it's, uh, it was, was he guilty of the behavior he was accused of? I don't know. Let's keep an eye on this. Yes. I want to know how the, uh, how the court case is resolved here. Could set a precedent. Yeah. Mm. Some lawyers may be uh, getting their pictures posted on... <laughs> Are we dating the same guy?
<laughs> this lawyer's the worst. He defended a guy that ended up costing me thirty-five grand. Ooh, but he's a lawyer. Is he single? The Taz and Jim Podcast. Congratulations to Shooter McGavin. Over the weekend, was named the biggest jerk in pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> Great villain. <laughs> Website theringer.com had a uh, had a bracket uh, to determine who was the biggest pop culture jerk of all time. Fictional characters. And Shooter McGavin beat out Eric Cartman from South Park with 4% more, yeah, more votes than Eric Cartman. Eric Cartman is a bigger jerk and he's done crazier things in this fictional world of South Park, but he's also likable. You know what I mean? Like, you like Cartman, but, the, but Shooter McGavin is so perfectly unlikable. The final four was Shooter McGavin, Cartman, Biff Tannen from Back to the Future, mm-hmm. and Larry David. See, I don't think Larry David is a jerk in those, in those, because you're always on his side, because it is like the small things in life that bothers all of us that he takes over the top, but I think we're always on Larry David's side when he's like... When you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah. What is nitpicking? You're talking, you're talking real life Larry David or fictional Larry David? I'm thinking fictional Larry David, because like Shooter McGavin's a fictional character, so his fictional version of himself, yeah. it must be. No, Shooter is the winner. There is some uh, controversial... Entries in the tournament. Jim from the office. This is this is like Zach Morris is a jerk from Saved by the Bell, this theory that's going around. I know Jim has pulled some pranks that went a little too far, but I think overall he's still a good guy. It's like a counterculture type take on Jim Halpert from the office. I don't yeah, like it. Like if you're Toby, Roy, Dwight, you probably think Jim's a big jerk. Well, a, a Roy especially. That yeah. guy was engaged to Pam for the longest time, and you're playing basketball with Jim like you guys are buds. You're making a case here. I know. For Jim Halpert. But Roy is a bigger being on jerk. on the jerk list. But Roy's a bigger jerk, and he treated Pam terribly, and Jim swooped in there, <laughs> saved her life. <laughs> she did not, he did not appreciate her. It was meant to be. Yeah. It was meant to be. Just like Shooter McGavin <laughs> winning biggest pop culture jerk. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Good weekend for the Blue Jays. Did they win yesterday, Jim? Yeah, they won. Uh, beat the Cubs eleven to four. It's a pretty good score. Mm-hmm. There was a big production at Saturday's game. You had Jose Batista returning, signed a one-day contract to retire a Toronto Blue Jay, and was inducted into the Level of Excellence. Jose Batista, it's time to unveil your name on the Level of Excellence. There's Jose and the, the family on the field. He's getting emotional. A lot of his former teammates are like, I never thought I would see Joey Bats cry. Really? So this must have been pretty special for him. That was always fun. That was a Jose chant. Definitely deserves to be on the level of excellence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, didn't win a World Series with the team, but was one of the best hitters of all time for the Blue Jays. Yeah, he played for 10 years, 10 seasons. He, uh, in that time, had 288 homers, six-time All-Star, gave us one of the most iconic Blue Jays moments ever with the the bat flip. Kind of surprised more guys aren't trying to to flip bats after Joey did it. 
I think it has ramped up. <laughs> you know? It has ramped up for sure. It's like, I want to be the next big bat flip yeah. guy. Well, it's like, now people are, are doing bat flipping, uh, but now, like, what's the next thing? Because, like, now now nobody's punching, getting punched in the face for doing a bat flip. It just seems to happen now these days. <laughs> so some guy's got to do, like, uh, like, I don't know, like, b- balance it on his head and then walk to first or something like that. <laughs> Like, what'll be the next ignorant move? <laughs> That's it. That might be it. Bounce it on your nose. Oh, Pretend it's a giant cigar and oh. smoke it as you walk to first. Sure. It's like, whose lines it anyway? Game of props. <laughs> Do like a peg leg thing where you're like making your, your fake leg. Oh, oh. Do like a vaudeville style cane <laughs> dance. So many more options for Joey. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed, and we were talking about this with the speculation that Yager may uh, sign with the Penguins, Mm -hmm. and if he does that, there's a good chance it's so he can retire a Penguin, same sort of deal, like almost a ceremonial thing. I think if you sign a one-day contract, you have to play in the game, (laughs) right? Sure. It's Well, baseball, you just have to take one one at bat. Get up there one time. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, you never know. Like, that, that is the best opportunity for any ex or former player. It's just to, you can't get hurt, really, unless you get beaned. Right. You know, I mean, you might, might pull something in your and back. And what if pitcher's going to do that? They yeah, not killed. Joey Bats. Hmm. It would be, there's no expectations. <laughs> you hit a dinger, imagine. I'll be amazing. Walk off, grand slam. Yeah. Retire. Also, I'm just questioning these. Do they need to do the one day contract to retire on the team? Can't there be a rule that you can just you can retire on whatever team you want uh, that you played for, or does is there is there like a two way street here where the team has to want you as well? You know what I mean? Because like like why do we have to sign Joey Bats for just to retire him? Like just retire him? Yeah, I think I think there's a that's that's it. Just it. it the team needs to want you to retire. Yeah, as a member of their team, so it's an agreement that has to be in place there. But Batista, there's a big mural of him in downtown Toronto doing the bat flip. Now his name is up there on the level of excellence. Kudos to him, well deserved. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Let's talk baseball here, Jim. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays and one of their players are in a bad situation. Yeah, there's a player on the Rays shortstop, Wander Franco. He's kind of a controversial player. He's got sat a couple games this season already. Ready for having a bad attitude. He's been called a bad teammate in the past, so he's kind of already got a little smoke for a young guy, 22 years old, and he just signed a huge contract, $182 million wow. is on the line here. Well, there's some controversy because over the weekend, there were some social media posts and accusations that he has been having an inappropriate relationship with a 14-year-old, oh accusations of grooming, and there are a couple photos out there of him Hanging out with a 14-year-old girl and, like, kissing her on the cheek and stuff. Uh, so I'm not sure. A, a girl who looks. Do we know it's a 14-year-old girl or just looks very young in the picture? I specifically, they're calling her, her a 14-year-old girl. Okay. So I, I do believe it's confirmed that she's 14. So, um, And he's he's in the pictures with her. Whatever that relationship is, I don't know. But he was sat for a game at least over the weekend, and they're saying, oh, no, it was just his day off, but it, the timing seems to be a little suspicious. Didn't somebody approach him in the dugout and tell him he needs to leave? Well, at the, uh, something happened, I think, in the fifth inning, and somebody was caught on camera saying something to him, and he didn't play after that. So 
there's a lot of speculation anyway. So who knows what's actually happening there. But speaking of timing, awkwardly enough, there was a Sunday promotion at Tropicana Field. Uh, Wander Franco snapback for hats for any fan under the age of 14. So no. you could it's just, what a terrible t- terrible timing. No. That's the, not a joke. That's not a joke. No, it's just a terrible So PR. he he is sitting because of possible inappropriate relationship with a 14-year-old and the team did they give the hats out still? Uh, I think so. They had I mean, Wander Franco snapback yeah. hat night for fans under the age of 14. Sunday's promotion at Tropicana Field was the Wander Franco snapback hat for fans 14 and under. No. Not good. Not good. Not good at all. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we'll uh, be seeing where this one goes. Yeah. And I am seeing other accusations that a lot of other teammates, now this is, I'm just adding fuel to the fire, this isn't fair, but um, people in the comments are saying that they've been to those games and this is the only player with a specialized hat that was for anybody 14 and under. Everybody else, if you showed up, it was all ages hats. So it didn't matter how old you were, but this guy specifically... I don't know if it was his choice or just again another the marketing, awful coincidence. Yeah, just bad timing for the marketing department. Because you can even the Google Tampa it. Yeah, you can Google like, oh, oh, good night for this hat. Like a f- few months ago, no age restrictions, and this one just unfortunately had the. It's not a good look. <laughs> no, so, not at all. Again, he and and Fr- Franco went on Instagram Live. I'm sure the team did not ask him to do it, but he went on Instagram Live denying the allegations. He's speaking totally in Spanish, so I don't know exactly what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's saying, hey, this is some people are just out for money. Uh, I'm going to keep playing the way I'm playing, something like that. But one of his teammates is in the background dancing on, on camera, too, and they got music playing in the background. So it's not like he's taking the allegations very seriously. So it's, uh, it's a PR nightmare for Tampa Bay, at the very least. Whether more will come out from this, I'm not sure, but it's not good right now. Yeah, it's something they got to address for sure.